Radio KBPV, Tales of the Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village. Welcome to Tales of the Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, Alberta, a museum complex that documents the stories of Western Canada's agricultural settlement era through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts in a six-acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 37-odd souls. Add that to a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers, and you have a vibrant region that includes rolling prairie, foothills, the Rocky Mountains, the Pakani Nation, Waterton Lakes National Park, the Crow's Nest Pass, and the Upper River Watershed of the South Saskatchewan River Basin. Join us in this podcast where we'll be presenting walking tours of our buildings, Hear the stories of the farmers, townsmen, cowboys, Mounties, and women, politicians, chroniclers, miners, railroaders, and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of Canada. The Northwest Mounted Police Horse Barn. In 1874, with reports of Montana traders operating in the region of the Old Man River, and the effects of their trade liquor on the Nitsitapi or the Blackfoot people, the Canadian government assigned a force of Northwest Mounted Police to march west from Manitoba to show the flag and maintain the sovereignty of Canada in the newly acquired territories. After a four-month trek from Dufferin, Manitoba, the Northwest Mounted Police arrived in what is now southern Alberta. But in utilizing thoroughbred mounts unconditioned to the prairie, the force suffered badly for that poor choice. It impeded their progress and it caused the loss and suffering of many of the horses. As the force established its regional quarters at Fort McLeod, much of the herd had to be sent to recuperate in better conditions at Sun River, Montana. To improve the quality of its horses, the Northwest Mounted Police in 1878 ordered nine constables to herd 200 head to the banks of Pincher Creek at the location of the future town site. Whoa there, Ranger Gorge is jumping in here. I believe I had talked about nine constables founding the Northwest Mounted Police Remount Farm after their drive from Fort McLeod. Uh, the number of nine is correct. The ranks are not, that should be seven constables, one officer and a non-commissioned sergeant as you will hear elsewhere in the podcast. Carry on. There they were turned out to graze on the open range. In addition to their law enforcement duties, the founding Mounties were assigned to build the detachment and operate the Remount Ranch. The names of those founding Mounties are Inspector Albert Shirtliff, Sergeant William F. Parker, Constable William Reed, Subconstable Charles Kettles, Constable James Bruno, Constable David Greer, Constable John Johnson, Constable Peter McEwen, and Constable Alfred Hardwick Lynch Staunton. So realizing that need for sturdy patrol mounts that would be better suited to the plains, Inspector Shirtliff led a contingent. Most of them were green recruits from Fort McLeod in the winter of 1878, driving 200 head of horses west to the foothills on the south bank of Pincher Creek. On this site, a complex of log buildings, barns, residences, and a police detachment were constructed. 
and these would be the first buildings on the site of the town of Pincher Creek. The following recollection is from one of those young recruits, the aforementioned Alfred Hardwick Lynch Staunton, from Hamilton, Ontario, who engaged in the Northwest Mounted Police at the age of 17. Here, Alfred documents the founding of the farm. Hi, Ranger Gord jumping in here again. Before Alfred Lynch Staunton starts, uh, just a little bit of a disclaimer here. When you're dealing in history and you're dealing with historic people and the language of their times, you should realize that it takes place in history. And it may not agree with your current sensibilities as we know it here in 2019. So just realize this man is talking about 100, 125 years ago. He's got his own prejudices. And to my mind, that's sort of what's great about it. We get to find out the measure of the man um, rather than trying to clean it up. So I haven't changed one word of Mr. Lynch Staunton's testimony here. In the year 1874, when the Indians, hitherto a strong and healthy race, began to show the effects of rotten whiskey and smallpox, both supplied by traders from the south, their scouts reported seeing a column of strange white men in scarlet uniforms. It was the northwest bound of police on their way to Fort Whoopup, the stronghold of pioneer bootleggers. The police found that the fort had been vacated in great haste, so they marched for another few miles, encamped on the Old Man River, and built Fort McLeod. Of the men who marched for a thousand miles for 75 cents a day, enduring all the dangers of cold, hunger, thirst, and Indian raids, there are few remaining. Sometime after I arrived in the West, orders were issued to establish a police farm and detachment on Pitcher Creek. With no idea how this was to be done, eight of us sent out from Fort McLeod. The trip was not as it is now. There were no roads, no fences, no bridges, and the only ranch was at the mouth of Pincher Creek and belonged to a man named Lee. All around us stretched the prairie, a sea of grass reaching to our stirrups. Ahead wandered our 200 head of horses, Behind came the wagons and implements. Well, the whole country swarmed with duck, chicken, antelope, and deer. The nearest railroads were the Grand Trunk Railway ending at Sarnia, Ontario, and the Union Pacific in the United States. It was not until we crossed Freeze Out Flat and the Ridge that we saw the land of our endeavors. When we reached Pincher Creek, we turned the horse herd out to graze on the flat below, what is now the town. There, we proceeded to build the barracks, which is a fine structure in those days, log shack with a sawed roof and a dirt floor, the accepted habitation for whites west of Winnipeg. When it rained, the roof usually leaked, causing buffalo robes to smell very unpleasantly. But our roof didn't leak, at least not much, and we had a floor. Our work was to police the country from the boundary line to the Porcupine Hills, west to the Rockies, to raise horses for the force, to start a farm, and to keep our buttons shined. 
The early days in Pincher Creek were nothing if not varied. We had no doctor, the nearest being Doc Kennedy in McLeod. People thought twice before they decided to be sick. All of our supplies came by bull team from Fort Benton via McLeod. There was a haphazard mail service up the Missouri by boat from Bismarck to Benton and then on to McLeod. There it stayed until chance sent it to us. Our food consisted of sow belly and dried apples. The sow belly was regular and the dried apples a luxury. Whiskey was bootleg and the people of the Northwest were very adept at making it. There were no roads, no schools, and hence no taxes. The horse herd grew at an amazing rate and would have gotten too numerous if the Indians and some of their white brethren, who should have known better, had not formed the habit of stealing from it at times. The founders of the barracks and farm were Major Shirtliff, Sergeant Parker, David Greer, Charles Kettles, Jack Johnson, J. Bruno, Peter McEwen, Bill Reed, and myself. Long before we came, Father Lacombe was known all over these parts. It was some years before the place was anything but a police post, but gradually white men began to drift in. The first ranch in the district was started by Constable Isaac Bruno, Constable Isaac May, and myself, just below the present town. We bought 20 wild cows from Shirtliff and Winder and broke them to milk. Our produce had to be hauled to McLeod. Shirtliff and Winder bought the first, brought the first herd of cattle across the mountains. Later, the wheat threshing was performed by means of 30 or 40 horses trampling upon the grain in the hard-bottomed corral. The west wind was then used as the fanning mill. Upon his discharge on June 5, 1880, Lynch Staunton homesteaded west of Pincher Creek, and later, with his brother Richard, founded the Antelope Butte Ranch on the north fork of the Old Man River. Other former Mounties have made lasting impacts on the community as well. Charles Kettles became a well-known developer of the, of the town. Peter McEwen also was a rancher and was a uh, pioneer of the town of Cowley. Bill Reed became a, the, the, the town watchman. Even the boss of the Mounted Police got in on the act. As commissioner of the NWMP, McLeod had ordered the founding of the Remount Farm, and he also retired to the area at a ranch called Kyliakin. Another original force member was John Heron. He became a noted early stockman at Pincher Creek as foreman of the Stewart Ranch and of his own herd. Today in Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, the Northwest Mounted Police Horse Barn is the last original building left from the days of the Remount Farm. Looking to the southeast from the current site of that barn and past the trees in the background lies the site of the 1878 Northwest Mounted Police Remount Station, some 300 meters offset from its original location. Obviously, it is the oldest building in Pincher Creek. The detachment was constructed of timbers cut from the Christie Mine Ridge, 
southeast of Bovey Lake and hauled into the site with draft horse teams. The seven-building detachment was erected on the south side of the creek. Current land use areas, such as Matthew Halton High School grounds, the Pincher Creek Golf Club, the east end of town and industrial area, were all originally parts of the police grazing reserve. The range extended for several miles to the south and east of the modern town. Up to 350 head of horses were raised at the Remount Ranch during its glory days, but ultimately staffing restraints and policing duties led the police to contract the Remount's program out to Major John Stewart of the Stewart Ranch, which was on nearby Indian Farm Creek, which is today the site of the Pincher Creek Co-op Farm and Ranch Center. But remnants of the original ranch did operate just prior to the First World War. Managing its breeding program ensured the forest could meet its law enforcement duties up to the era of me mechanized transportation. The Mounties Agricultural Venture also proved out the viability of livestock grazing and led to the establishment of the ranching industry in southwestern Alberta. Within a year, private ranching operations, both family and corporate, began dotting the landscape. The settlement of Pincher Creek grew west of the detachment, and soon the ranch country's commercial, social, and education center was built up on the main street of Pincher Creek. A fire in 1939 destroyed most of the original detachment, but the horse barn survived the disaster, and it remained on site for 65 years. It was acquired in 1943 by rancher Cl Cliff Terrio and moved it to his place southeast of Pincher Creek. Dismantled log by log, the barn was transported by horses to its second site where it was reassembled and saw a new life as a sheep barn. The horse barn was moved to the village in 2002 and restored to its original look. Inside a large collection of period saddlery and tack are displayed as a tangible reminder of the equine heritage of the Northwest Mounted Police. The original location of the remount station is now the location of the Memorial Community Center Arena, where the former grounds and corrals now host the town library and its complex of arenas, the swimming pool, skating and curling rink, tennis courts, and playing fields. Inside you also see the uh, red coat of the Mounties, which was more likely to be a fur, leather, or canvas if you met a Mountie on the plains, as the official woolen scarlet was saved for public function. The buffalo coat was a necessary item for cold winter patrols. For everyday use, a Mountie was likely to be seen clad in durable Maintee created buckskin jackets or canvas jackets uh, in the color of butternut that were known also as stable jackets. Also in the Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village, over in, as the uh, introduction to our military display, you can find the collection of Henry Herbert Harry Jenkins, who came from Prince Edward Island and interrupted his medical studies to join the Mounted Police in 1885. Jenkins eventually completed his own doctorate and became a veterinary surgeon with the force. After five years of service, Dr. Jenkins homesteaded near Fishburn and was convinced his retired father to join him. He married Maud Berry in 1895 and started an enduring ranch family that carries on today. 
the instruments used by Jenkins in his veterinary practice and his horse bits and spurs are displayed in the Beer Exhibition Hall, which was the main hall of the Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village. Thank you for listening to Tales of Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village. This episode was researched and written by historians Farley Wood and Gord Tolton. This podcast is recorded and engineered by Gord Tolton. Episodes can be found at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcatcher. Visit our website at www.kootenaybrown.ca. Kootenai is spelled K-O-O-T-E-N-A-I. Also, visit and join our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information on our museum, or even better, visit us at 1037 Beverly McLaughlin Drive in beautiful Pincher Creek, Alberta.